Hey there mama, today we are talking about how to beat the single mom stereotype. This might be a sensitive subject, but I firmly believe in speaking the truth and speaking the truth in love. In order to grow as a woman and a mom, you need to know how to overcome your challenges. And the funny thing about that is that you're not doing it alone. So if you're ready for a big sister talk that is going to stretch you and challenge you, grab that iced coffee or water or whatever you're sipping on and let's get started. Hey there, welcome to time management for single moms. Do you want to have time for yourself? Do you find yourself feeling more like a caretaker and struggle with enjoying motherhood? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed and frustrated when you get distracted and have no time to yourself or the laundry again? Hey, I'm Victoria. I too was a scatterbrained single mom. I too felt stressed out over my daily mom chores and wished I could stop the anxiety inducing to-do list. I wanted a plan to have time for my priorities and to take care of myself. But I kept telling myself I didn't have time, didn't know how, or didn't have the discipline to make it happen. Until I found a simple time management system. In this podcast, you will discover quick and easy task management techniques, stress-free scheduling hacks, and personalized productivity strategies so that you can effortlessly organize your life. So grab that iced coffee, pop those earbuds in, and let's dive in. So I remember being 19. I just finished my freshman year of college and I had my newborn baby in my arms. And going into motherhood, I knew I was going to be a single mom due to the circumstances with my child's father. He wasn't in the picture at first and then later would be in the picture, but from there it was just mainly me. I knew that I was going to be making big decisions and I knew that I was going to stay up with my baby through the night And I knew that I was going to go through this parenting journey alone. Um, And not only that, when you add in full-time school, postpartum hormones, and not getting quality sleep at night, I was a mixed bag of emotions, mood swings, and everything that came with it. I'm sure we've all been there. (laughs) If you haven't, then I... I mean, maybe you haven't, but (laughs) hello, welcome to the mom life. But my story doesn't end there. And wherever you're at in your motherhood journey, if you don't like what it looks like right now, it doesn't have to end there. And I want to just tell you what the greatest thing I did to beat the single mom stereotype once and for all is I gave my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It's true. Um, I grew up in a a Christian God-fearing home and I grew up never missing a Sunday at church and reading my Bible, but I always felt like I had to be perfect. I felt like I had to make a certain routine with reading my Bible and praying, like check off the boxes. And I felt like I never could make a mistake in my life or like if I did, I would just have to make up for it in the end. And Growing up, I didn't understand what the word grace meant. And so sometimes if you're if you're not from a Christian background, maybe you'll see a church named Grace Church or you'll hear the term God's grace. And so you might be thinking, what is grace? And 
a great website called gotquestions.org. I will link it down in the description. Explains that grace is God's favor toward the unworthy. And we see God's favor towards the unworthy. Um, when he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins in place of us. Yes, it was supposed to be us dying that horrific death. And it might sound gruesome, but it was. It really was. And that's only to highlight the price that Jesus, the Son of God, had to pay and wanted to, like willfully decided to do that for you and me and for everyone in the world. And we are called unworthy, not after we um, receive Jesus Christ, but it's we are called unworthy before we are in a right standing with God, before we have asked him to forgive our sins, and before we have decided to make Jesus the Lord of our lives. And so if you don't have a Bible, you should definitely get one. Um, I love the, N- the NLT version. It's the New Living it's the New Living Translation, and it keeps the Bible simple, but when you get your Bible and you head over to the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 20, God tells us that the wages of sin is death, and because we are all born into a sinful nature, we need a Savior. And so, how do you live in God's grace forever? Because that is possible. If you've never prayed what's called the sinner's prayer, that is a prayer that you can pray um, if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And stick around until the end, and we will pray through that together. And I'll also have it in the description for you to um, read as well. But you might still be thinking, how exactly did this help you overcome the stereotype of a single mom? I know my tone just changed. (laughs) But... The first step, like I just shared, was to follow Jesus. And the next step was allowing him to change me from the inside out. So through the work of the Holy Spirit and without getting too confusing and 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 confusing, the Holy Spirit is what's called is part of what's called the Trinity, which means God is three persons in one. I know that sounds interesting, but this means that God, that the Holy Spirit is God in the spirit, in spirit form. And so when you receive Jesus Christ, um, the Holy Spirit actually comes and like lives inside of you. Um, that might be, might sound (laughs) also interesting, but, um, like even as someone who's believed, believes this and has believed this for a while, like, I think that explaining it sounds difficult so bear with me but the holy spirit comes and lives inside of you and he is the one who starts transforming your heart to actually want the things of god and so i would say that before i became a christian like actually became a christian when i was 19 and turned from my old sins and my old life and said jesus i only have you i only need you i only want you um I used to want different things. I used to want validation and love or what I thought was love from boys and attention and um, pleasure from like different sexual experiences and um, living for the high of life and, you know, chasing, you know, I guess like fast fun things like drinking and partying and, um, and that was getting me nowhere. I was miserable. I was depressed, I would even say. Um, but when you become a Christian, like 
it's good to want the things of God. And as followers of Jesus, we should want to live a life that shows others that we love God and we love people. And that in the New Testament, Jesus says that this is the second greatest commandment is to love God and love people. The first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind and all your strength. Um, but how do you learn to live a life that uh, shows others that you love Jesus and you love people? Well, um, you start by going to a healthy Bible-believing church. A, I said healthy because unfortunately I know there's been some ex- churches that have have had people that have hurt people and the church as a whole, you know, it's full of imperfect human beings. And so, um, yeah, has the body of Christ, the church of God, like the church of Jesus Christ learned to from their mistakes? Yes. But I will say that when you are planted in a healthy church that cheat, that teaches the Bible, teaches you how to follow God's word and apply it to your life, not to, um, look more religious or to look better than other people, but because doing that, that is how God is transforming your life. Um, but you do that and you also, along the way you meet and befriend other people who also, um, spend time with God and spend time reading his word and praying and serving, um, others like giving their time, whether it's like through volunteering or charity and giving and things like that. And even that looks a lot more practical than you think. It's not just like going to a soup kitchen. It looks a little, it can look different for everyone, but It's not that doing these things, again, like makes you better or makes you like on a pedestal from other people who don't know God, but it sets you apart. And the word for being set apart in the Bible is holy. And so we are not holy on our own. We are holy because God, when we become Christians, he's called us holy. And so because he calls us holy, he wants us to live a life that is set apart. And so um, whenever someone asks you to do something, you're not just going to do it. You're going to do it with excellence. You're going to do it in a way that you would want it done for you. Um, that is living set apart. Whenever someone insults you, maybe at work or like, I don't know, on the street or at school or whatever it may be, you're not going to fire back with some snappy comeback or insult. You're going to, you're going to keep your composure and you're just going to walk away or you're going to say, I, I hope you have a good day. I'm done talking to you. (laughs) It may be like that too. But um, again, like practicing these things, like reading your Bible and praying. And that's a part of like why I started this podcast is because I firmly believe that single moms today need to be rooted in a healthy church that is also not just plugging them in, but also plugging their children into learning about God and learning about his word. And also like, these things help you come closer to the Lord. Like, it's not that the doing the things themselves, but like your heart behind it. It's like, why do I want to? And I'll admit to you, there are some days that I don't want to read my Bible. There are some days that I don't want to take the next five minutes to pray and I want to worry instead. But I, I want to touch on this last point and then we'll say the prayer and wrap up. But who is God and who is he to you and why does he care about you well God is the almighty creator and he's always existed he's the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and that may sound crazy but he created everything and he created you dear friend listening to this 
And he knew that he wanted to create you. Like, you are wanted and loved by God. And before your family ever came to be, before your lineage ever came to be, he already knew who you were. He had planned you from the beginning. And so he also has plans and a purpose for you. And even though life may not have looked how you thought it would be, I know I did not think I would be 19 with a newborn as a single mom, but there I was, and now here I am, and I know that your story doesn't end with your circumstance, so God loves you more than anything, and he wants you to know him, and he wants you to experience just his life-giving love. I don't know how else to explain it, but I do know how else to explain it. Go read your Bible and learn about God's love. But he loves you so much. And I don't I know you might just be hearing it, but I truly want you to believe that. Like he wants you to live a life that's honoring to him, not because he wants to be some some dad who's in the sky overpowering you. No, but this life, even with Jesus in your life, it's not going to be free of suffering and it's and hardship. No, it's but I will tell you as someone who's gone through suffering and hardship and will probably continue to go through as until the day I die because that's just part of being a human, your hope is anchored in a God who never changes, who never leaves, who never will push you away when you run to him, who doesn't throw your mistakes back at your face once you've made them. No, you know what he does? He forgets your sins. I don't remember the reference to this verse, but I believe it's in psalms and it's as far as the east is from the west so has the lord forgiven your transgressions that means that he's for he's oh he's forgotten your transgressions he forgives you and he forgets them he does not bring them back up but <laughs> with that being said if you want to surrender your life to jesus christ and live for god i want you to repeat this prayer with me and it's going to be in the description for you to follow along dear lord jesus I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins, and I invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. This episode was a bit different, but I knew it was needed, and I know that your life will be forever changed, just how mine was when I received Jesus Christ. And I love you so much. I'm sending you a big warm hug, and let me know if you prayed this prayer. Email me at hello at timemanagementforsinglemoms.com. I'd love to hear from you, and join me in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye, y'all.